Hey, I'm Danny Belvin. And I'm Danica Brown. And we're biracial unicorns. And y'all need to stop kissing underneath poisonous plants. For real, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, I'm real concerned of this tradition. Beware the nargles, right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Freaking love you. Don't, <laughs> don't change for no muggle. I love it. <laughs> But do you know that this plant was just like, it was about to go extinct because people were just like, I need my mistletoe. Hmm. People were like, just over plucking it and selling it and could not grow it. And so that's why like there was a huge influx of like plastic mistletoe brands going on. Ugh, don't get me started on plastic mistletoe. Shit's worse <laughs> for the environment. Um, <laughs> but I have an uncle who is always hustling. It's always like with it with the things. He does lots of things. I love a hustling uncle. <laughs> and he he's pretty into selling mistletoe. <laughs> Wait, for like for the real stuff? Yeah, like so Are you not so a mistletoe dealer? <laughs> yeah, we on the family land, there's a lot of trees that have mistletoe on them. So he'll like cut the mistletoe off to sell it. It's pretty cool. Pretty dope. I'm into That's it. It's actually really dope. I'm not going to, I'm actually downplaying actually how cool, like I need an uncle who like hustles mistletoe on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Like just that alone will make you very interesting at a party. He's an interesting guy. He, he also has locks. So that's a thing. Like hair locks or like locks for his bike? Like, like hair locks. (laughs) Oh, I'm down. Yeah. I just, there's, if you want to see something beautifully awkward, have a bunch of English people at your home and put mistletoe up in random places. Are they not, do they not do mistletoe? I think they do, but I think it's just like in, in a grouping of people they don't know. And then, but it's also the social expectation coupled with trying to be polite, but also mm. with like physical affection. If you put that all together, you get a martini that's really worth watching. <laughs> it gets really interesting. That's but. awesome. I'm like, is. I'll make out with anyone. <laughs> and that's why we're friends. <laughs> Just because you like making out with me. Uh, perfect. She's always minty. And also Parmigiani. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate on my cheese love, girl. <laughs> I have never and will never. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. That's no, right. Happy that's right, because that's what we say over here. That took a minute. I'll, I'll never get that. But that's there's a lot of things I'll never adjust to. Darn these American bones. But, <laughs> but this week we are talking about, about the holidays. We are, which is, I mean, might surprise some people. But yeah, we're going into it because we like to ruin all holidays. It's true. And we should be clear by saying we're talking about the holidays. But mm-hmm. by that we mean Christmas. Yes, definitely. We're it's his it's the his why did they make Christmas masculine? It's <laughs> because turn. Christmas is masculine, man. <laughs> it's what it is. Unrealistic expectation, thinks it's the best holiday in the entire year, mm-hmm. takes up all the space and representation. This went deeper than I thought. But it's true. Christmas is like in, in full swing. It is festive everywhere. There is movies and music and lights. And do you enjoy, we actually just got done talking about this um, in a little, little one-on-one that we just had, but I actually, I like Christmas. I didn't for a long time. Like my, my twenties was a struggle. I I had had 
uh, a traumatic incident during the holiday season. And I had not enjoyed it for a long time. But having a daughter, as a lot of people will probably protest to, really kind of reinvigorates your love for the holiday season. And so I'm kind of back to where I was when I was a bit younger. I like decorating. I'm a sucker for anything that involves baking. I I actually do. I really, really do. But some people are like really into it. And I think that that's holidays. The thing you said about your daughter, having a daughter. Like, I think mm-hmm. once you have kids, holidays are a bigger deal mm-hmm. because it's it's culture going mm-hmm. back to it. Right. It's culture mm-hmm. and it's a way to share culture. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Do I think like stores should start playing holiday music in August? No. Like, I don't want to hear Christmas music in August. Thank you. I'm also not, I wouldn't say I'm out on Halloween, but I'm not like, or Halloween. <laughs> I can't even talk about Christmas without saying even Halloween. Say the C word. Just say it. Say I'm, not out, I'm not out on Christmas, but mm. I'm also not like fully in on Christmas. I think that's okay. And I think there's going to be various levels. There's going to be people who love like the animated deer and blow up Santa Claus within the snow globe on their front lawn. I'm like, fucking get it. If that's you, like, get it. Do it. it. Live it. Get the drip. It's real. And then there's going to be some people, which we're going to focus on today, who are actually really struggling during the holidays. And it's not And that's real. Mm -hmm. That is a very real thing. So today, we're going to talk about the darker side of Christmas. Yes. There's a lot, a lot, actually, that can be very dark about Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's easy to forget about it when we're fed this idea of Christmas being like joy, peace on earth, all those things. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what's hard. Like, you know, we joke about ruining all the holidays, and that, that is not the point. This is mostly to maybe encourage a little bit of sensitivity that not mm. everyone is in the Christmas spirit. And so yes. it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of be in the, I'm going to back those people. So before before people think we're just going all bah humbug, we're going to kind of maybe bring up some reasons or maybe some observations as you might want to step back and look maybe why others around you are not really feeling it and just give you opportunity once again to kind of give some exposure. And I don't know, see how what it's like to include somebody who is not a Christmas person into this very Christmas saturated time. Hmm word so first i mean we can't talk about christmas time winter time the dark side of this time of year without talking about the fact that it is literally darker (laughs) this time of year right yeah (laughs) for those of us in the the northern hemisphere right now it's winter Mm -hmm. it's dark and uh seasonal affective disorder is real (laughs) Like, I mean, thing. I mean, it's, it always seems kind of like a joke when well, people called- bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the acronym is SAD. And I think a lot of people have been like, I have, I have SADs or I, you know, I, I'm affected by SAD and it, they need to come up with something else. Cause I don't think people are taking the name, but it's a really real, like even like a vitamin D deficiency as well. It that these are all legitimate things. Yeah. You're living in a place that's darker than, mm-hmm. uh our homeland of the land of eternal sunshine. So (laughs) 
Uh, have you have you experienced this at all? Actually, I really have. I I mean, I've always had to take vitamin D, but I I, I had to take I had to get shots for it here. Um, my first wow. couple of years, I yeah, I actually had to go in three separate over three separate times, like six weeks in between, and get um, a very very high dose shot of vitamin D just to kind of help get over that edge. Actually, on the military base, you can actually rent sun lamps. Because it's so mm, cool. bad here that people, yeah, it's really, really nice. I guess they used to have like a rooms that you can basically rent out space. But I mean, for you to really get the effect, you really need to just be in it. But people were, I mean, they warn you about it. Like you come here and they get a briefing on, hey, just really? letting you know. And I, I will give them kudos for it because they let you know. But, you know, we've got people from Arizona, like you said, New Mexico, California, Texas, all from that area that's used to getting very intense, high amount, even within the winter amounts of sunshine. And you really feel it. You just, you drag. Your energy levels are awful. It really does take you. Like I said, I have to take vitamin D every day just to kind of get to just be tired, you know. But it the struggle's real. I don't know if people... And the thing, you don't have to live in a place where it's the devoid of sunshine. But some people right. really have it. They're very sensitive to this, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've primarily, like the states I've lived in have all been very sunny states. <laughs> New Mexico, Nevada, Florida, Hawaii, all lots of sunshine. And uh, for the most part, like, you know, I'm I'm fine as far as that goes personally. But I, when I did live in Japan... I found I found that I did fall to this a little bit without realizing it. It wasn't like it wasn't like I've I've struggled with depression for most of my life and it was not it wasn't that sort of feeling for me. It didn't feel like depression, but it was mm-hmm. kind of just this general like lethargic feeling, I guess. Mm-hmm. And kind of just being down in the dumps for lack of a better term and I didn't realize what it was until sometime in like February or March when the sun finally came out again and I was like I'm feeling good today like I'm feeling really good and I was like oh no it's because I've been feeling so like blah for the past like few months that's the technical term for it you just feel blah and you don't feel like you're looking forward to it and when you get that first sunny day you just feel motivated you're like mm, I might actually clean something today it's amazing when you get that first like yes little yes that motivation just comes out of nowhere <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's beautiful I absolutely and not to mention so on top of it being cold and dark people are also naturally they get sick a lot also mm, yeah a lot winter I mean, sick time Girl, you talked about here, like, this is like the plague. This is the country known for the plague, the cough that never leaves. Like, people will have a cough starting in September, and it will not leave them till February. It is a real, just a hacking, coughing, horrific. And people be like, oh, you know, it's just the cough. I'm like, you can't live like this. But I think that's another reason. Some people... Just everyone's hacking and coughing and bundled. You're making me real excited to come visit in the winter. <laughs> Girl, just bring Perel. I'm, being, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's beautiful. Just wash your hands. Just wash your hands. <laughs> but do you know? Do you know what I mean? Though in the winter time, everyone is like coming down off of something or starting something or just getting over something, and it could really affect people's moods as well. Yeah. 
Totally. There's some people who are probably affected by these things more than others. It's hard to get into the holiday spirit if you're feeling blah or sick. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like, yep, it's coming. And there's nothing you can do about it. But another one, and we won't dive too, too deep into it because it, it could be a rabbit hole we never get out of. Uh, people do suffer from depression and anxiety that could be exacerbated by the holiday season. I think for a long time, it was the stereotype that like people get depressed around the holidays. And then there was like the, sw- the pushback and the swing that actually... Uh, suicide rates and are tend to be higher in the spring mm-hmm. than than the winter, but that doesn't change the fact that there's still like, a lot of depression that happens um, in the winter for people and for for a variety of reasons. And I mean, winter's cold; it's dark. Mm-hmm. If you're everyone around you is fucking sick, like it's easy to just not see anyone, right? Exactly. To isolate yourself. It's the perfect mass for isolation. And I think that's why they attribute it saying a lot more. You have a lot more of an expectation to come out and be sociable in the spring and summer. And they're saying that some of that uh, forced getting together and hanging out and the pressures of that and having a new starting new and new life and things happening. It can just be too much. But depression is definitely during the wintertime. It's a perfect cover. And you have to kind of really be aware and watch your friends that you know that have a lot of depression and anxiety. You know, oh, I'm just binging. It's cold or it's dark. Just just ask a couple extra questions and kind of maybe push a little bit deeper to make sure it's not an excuse, but just a, a legitimate just trying to get their winter vibes on. Right. Like you don't have to be out there saving anybody. Like no. it doesn't have to be an extreme thing. But like send your friend a text that's just like... Checking in on them, seeing how they yeah. are, like offer to like bring something by, you know, like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like a grand gesture, but just exactly. reaching out to people, particularly in those moments where they're pulling away mm-hmm. just to see how they are. You don't have to force yourself on them, but just no. check in with your friends. I think just just having that I'm thinking of you thing. I think mm. makes a world of difference. I know it does to me when I'm in that place. It gives that little ray of height and it gives like that lifeline to somebody. But if they feel up to reaching out or like, hey, can I binge watch with you? Can I stay in with you? Or I heard you were sick, checking in on that. And it, it does take so little to really make a big impact on someone who's right. kind of really struggling. And we should say that there are people who do enjoy that time by themselves. Yeah, um, we're both introverts. We get it. Like, want to just be at home alone sometimes and Mm. that's also fine it doesn't mean it's people are struggling because they want to be alone no it's just one one of the things like look for red flags because they might be a little bit harder to see during this time of year Mm -hmm. and I, i think that's fair another reason that someone may not be feeling it this year is actually your favorite danny oh i love it love for it consumer culture the, it's your favorite, Tanny. I know. Yeah, I feel like this this consumer season has just been like stretching further and further. And it's very troubling to me. Like it used to start with Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And then Black Far- Friday is just becoming a bigger and bigger crazy thing. And now it's like shops opening on Thanksgiving with the Black Friday Ooh. deals for Christmas. Ooh. Ugh. 
it, the, the first year, I remember a friend of mine saying that they had to leave early because their work, their, their job actually opened up at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. I was livid. Like my blood was boiling. I'm like, how sick is this world? Most places, especially larger corporations, are only closed two days out of the entire year. Thanksgiving and Christmas in America. That, that's, that's pretty much it. And now it's, it's not even that. It yeah. blows my mind that this has just been accepted as the new normal. And I don't know if that's happening now, but when I was in America, it's actually funny. It's spilling over to here, which is really scary. Um, having Black Friday, that is, that's one of those things of like, of all things to kind of get from America, you could have left this one yeah, alone. You could have left that, really. Yeah, exactly. You just should have just had a hard pass on that one. But I remember one of our last Christmases in America, they had pre-Black Friday sales. It's like, yeah, starting mid-November. And there was just like this pressure. And even now I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so behind on my shopping. Like I haven't, I got to get this list. I got to get our cards out. Like just like that constant feeling of dread. And it's, yeah. and, and if you are broke, it, it can be really depressing. Right. It's hard, particularly in a culture that tells you like the way you show love is by buying things Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and the way you show like your own happiness is by having things. So it's like this weird undue pressure. I'm kind of a jerk. (laughs) <laughs> like mm. I don't buy a lot of gifts. I'm kind of a jerk. I feel like and see even me saying yeah, that like it's not really being that, a jerk, but like no. I feel that a little bit, you know? But it's like so here's the thing. You could be a jerk in your own words or you can go into debt, which would make you that stupid. So it's either you're a jerk or you're stupid. Like there should it feels like no winning in that, but I think it's like there are a certain amount of people who you feel inclined to actually physically go get them something. There's probably even still some people you want to make something for and make that effort, but just to be able to say this is my means and this is what I'm going to do. I think that's wise and I don't think that's celebrated enough. I don't think that's put on saying like, yes, great. That's knowing where your budget is. That's knowing what you're called to do and respecting that. Right. It's difficult because, you know, grew up and live in a capitalist society. So it's hard to really move away from that I think Mm -hmm. and there is like this desire to like show affection with physical items but quite honestly like I would rather somebody like give me a gift just because like they saw Mm -hmm. something that reminded them of me and I have a couple of friends who do that and it's so sweet that they'll just like you know see something that reminds them of me and they'll give me a gift just because, not because it's my birthday, not because it's Christmas, not because like it's a holiday and you're supposed to do it, you know, but just because like I find that so much more meaningful. But on the other hand, like I don't have kids. Like I feel like you can't <laughs> do that with kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's different when you have kids. And I completely, my husband's the same way. He loves when people just say, hey, I thought of you or I got my husband. He's a, he's a book hoe. So if I got him a book just because, like, that's love, you know, and it's for me, like, I, I love, I love me a trinket. I'm a big fan of a gift, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
but when you have a kid, I think especially like my daughter is the only grandchild on at least on my side of the family. And the other side of the family, they're they're very grown. They're like 17 and 18. So she's pretty she's the baby on both sides. And so they like to do that. And we've had to have this talk of saying, you know, we don't want to have unrealistic expectations. We don't want her to confuse love with stuff. And it's hard. Yeah. So it's gotten to the point where we actually only get her books because I'll never say no to books and one thing from us we did that for her birthday we literally get her one thing and then we say she can have an experience and I think that's something um, a lot of people I love that I love that so much so she can pick an experience so she went and let me this wasn't cheap either so I you know I'll never get my kidney back from the black market we took her to go see the Lion King at the east you know at the west end which was amazing because she'll remember that forever but she won't Mm -hmm. remember whatever toy that she asked for yeah Um, yeah exactly when she's five because these things fade but she'll always remember us like going to get milkshakes and eating sushi because that's what she wanted then go seeing the lion king live on stage she'll always have that and you know she wants to go have another experience she wants to go pick apples in the queen's garden like she will go and have that experience and i hope that's something we can continue to cultivate i know it's going to get harder as she gets older and her friends may do things differently but I really hope a lot more parents are doing that or they'll do, um, have you heard of it? It's like something to wear, something to read, something to, oh, something, oh, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Mm. That's what a lot of parents are trying to do. You get like these I like four that. items. Isn't that nice? I've heard for older kids. Too. I really like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a grown ass woman, but my mom mm. always buys me a pair of pajamas for Christmas. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> I need my Christmas Eve jammies. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. It's cool. And I think it's that once again, like tradition makes it really nice and special. Mm-hmm. But I, I would just say encourage people to be a little bit more mindful of people's coin during the holidays. That can also be really um, depressing and with that, just work in itself being really intense. A yes. lot more people, the hours like that, I, I would say probably picking up about early to mid-November till probably the end of January for most jobs, no matter what you do, is always going to be so much busier. Like it's just, it's, it's a, I don't, that's why you need the time off is to recover from the freaking holiday season, no matter what job you have. Yeah. I mean, I'm very fortunate in that I work two jobs, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but my full-time job is tied to a school. And so we close for winter break and that's really nice. We close for two weeks. So I'm very fortunate in that sense. My other job is in academia. um, So we're also closed for winter break um, and they, they usually mostly line up, but That also means both of those jobs are incredibly stressful through Mm. November and early December. Um, Very, very busy time. And so it's the trade-off. Like, yes, it's super nice that we get this time off. But, like, also it's incredibly stressful beforehand. So I don't know. It's... It's a hard time of year. And then like on top of that, putting that expectation of like, oh, I should be getting gifts. Oh, but I hate consumer culture. So I want to make these gifts. But when am I going to find these time to make these gifts? Yes. Say it. I've got a whole craft corner. That's like anytime you're ready, Dominga. Um, I've I've been here. Where have you been at? I'm like, I don't I don't know. When I was a server, I loved Christmas, but I was still kind of coming out of my Christmas funk. That was it was definitely not my favorite time. Everyone has their holiday parties. You were I was working 14, 15, 16 hours on top of school. It was just all so much and you just see like the worst of people. 
because they're just not at their best because they're doing exactly what you're saying. They're trying to like get all the food for all these parties and these outfits and the stuff. And none of these things are bad, but when they're hold higher than the actual care and love of people, it can be really depressing. It can really put people in a bad place. Right. And this is probably not true for all people, but it is true for me. So I'll I'll go ahead and speak. It is, I would just rather somebody like take the time to spend time with me, (laughs) than like buy me shit, you know? I love language. I think it really, you have to kind of get into that person, Um, quality versus quantity. But I think people need that permission to be open. There's, there's a couple of moms on Facebook who are just like, look, we're one income family or things are tight. I'm just letting you all know. You you may not be getting anything from me. And speaking that truth, I'm like, yes, with no shame, say it. Like, But the fact that you have to say it is silly. Yeah, totally. So I think we should cultivate and give people permission to buy less things, make more plans with friends. I love it. A friend of mine, she got those little clear see-through Christmas bobbles. And inside, uh, yeah, yeah. Of it, yeah, inside of it was a saying like, hey, I want to take you out to get tea at this really pretty place, you know, in the new year. I love it. Isn't that so beautiful? I just that do that make plans with people that's special and unique to that. And yeah, do that. I just keep being bossy. Dismantle <laughs> consumer culture. But if you are going to do it, try to do locally and for small businesses. There we go. That will be my caveat to that. Yes. That yeah. That's cool. I'm into it. Yeah. That will be like my little like I'm not if you're gonna do it, be mindful or try to. Right. Says the Please. Amazon shopper. I know. <laughs> well, let's be fucking real. Uh, I'm a terrible human being. We're all <laughs> terrible human beings is the thing. Uh, the darker side of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's another reason why people might not be feeling the holidays? So there's a lot of pressure to make Christmas and the holidays about family. For some people, there is disconnect from family. There may have been losses or there might just be distance, you know, actual physical distance. They can't be with family. So that's rough. That's like Mm -hmm. really hard on a lot of people. I myself spent you know, several years not living near my family. And I found it to be like you you had to really rethink what the holiday meant and how to celebrate it mm. in order to like still appreciate it. Mm, mm, yeah, say it. I really like that. I think a lot of people can relate to that the first holiday away from home, like away, away from yeah. home. Yeah, I yeah. really have that. My husband talks about his first one in basic, tr- his first Thanksgiving, I think, because he did get to go home for Christmas, but not Thanksgiving. And he talks mm-hmm. about like eating in the mess hall of just some cafeteria Thanksgiving food or whatever. And he's not like one to really like pour, but he talked about just he didn't realize how much he missed it. He's not a holiday person, but you don't think you're a holiday person until you do one away from your family yeah. or your friends who are like family, you know? Yeah. And I feel like there is a, a word for this phenomenon, and maybe you know it, where it seems like certain things always happen during a certain time of year. There always seems to be just something that kind of keeps people away. Or, you know, we talked about it in a, in our Thanksgiving episode, the fights and when everyone's supposed to be together, it seems a time where people kind of pull each other apart even more so. 
Yeah. It always seems to be like a weird tension that always comes up about the holidays. And I think you're right. I think it's that looming expectation of we're all supposed to be cheery. We're not supposed to talk about anything heavy. We're all supposed to have this idealism of what it's supposed to look like and we're not ever going to meet that. And that's, it's it's not just awkward. It's, it can really put people off completely of the holiday season. It's weird because that weird pressure stress works both ways, right? Like it works mm-hmm. like it works on you when you're like not there and not a part of it or not experiencing a holiday to the extent that you feel like you should. And it works the other way, right? The expectation of this is what the holiday should look like. And we're all together, but yet this expectation isn't being met. God, why does it have to be so stressful? It it, it does. Even just thinking about it, like, you know, I haven't been home for the holidays in, gosh, years now, five, six years. And it is difficult and there's like such a guilt there, but I physically can't help it. And I, there's nothing more that I want to do that. But even when, you know, living there, there's still that of wanting to appease everybody. And it's, it's really, it, it puts a damper on things. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's exasperated by you're not maintaining your own health around this time of year, right? Like you're <laughs> eating a bunch of crap. You're oh. You're probably not sleeping well because you're working so much. You're doing Mm. all these other things. You're probably, if you're like me, like exercise first thing to go out the window when I'm busy because it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Titanic. It's just like everything goes overboard. (laughs) Exactly. And then you're probably drinking more than usual if you drink alcohol. Like you're probably drinking at all these different gatherings. So it's like, you know, literally poisoning your body. (laughs) Mm, so it's it's all of these things and so it's like you have like those emotional pressures but there's also real physical things that are happening with your body that are Mm. making you more prone to giving into those pressures girl you are so right we are not at our best at the holiday season are we no we (laughs) we need a lot more than a salad in january (laughs) Uh, it's true I'm not going to say no to those holiday cookies. Mm-mm. I'm going to eat all the tamales. And if there's a fucking cheese ball, I'm going to eat the fuck out of that. So, so and I'm going to need every bizcochito from here to Mississippi, like lard. I want it to be traditional lard bizcochitos. Like, yeah. mm, that's what I mean, I I'm vegetarian, but I do often have lard biscochitos on the holidays. <laughs> you, even a vegetarian knows the difference. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it's kind of a long line of disconnecting and loss and distance from family. People also tend to suffer trauma that's kind of exacerbated by the holidays. It It's one of those, one, another phenomenon. It's a lot of things kind of, you know how your car always breaks down in either the heat of the summer or mm. the coldest part of the winter. It always right. seems like people lose a loved one or mm-hmm. disconnect or have a blowout fight during the holiday season. And every time that comes around, they're you're re-traumatized really yeah. from that. Even if it's been years, a lot of people, you know, I, I lost a mom, a cousin, a brother, or I fell out with my dad during the holidays. And that's why I don't make a big deal of it. You hear the story quite often and it's really heartbreaking, isn't it? It is. And it's hard for anyone who's experienced that type of trauma at any time of year Mm -hmm. to come up against the anniversary and relive it. But I think that the thing that makes it so difficult when it's tied to the holiday season is it's like you can't ignore it. Like you can't pretend it's not happening because you have reminders 
everywhere of what time of year it is. Exactly, exactly. Uh, From the mall being decorated hella early to what's on TV, you just kind of get this extra little prick of, of that pain. And it's really hard to disassociate what has happened to the time of the year. That's, that's a really tall order for people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and like we were saying, it's just seems more likely that these things are going to happen around this time of year and then you can't mm-hmm. let it go. And then it's just like snowballs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people exactly. out there dealing with this. Mm-hmm. It's true. And then you cobble it off. You're trying to deal with this trauma and you have a Christmas party to go to and a white elephant gift, which white elephants give me all kind of anxiety. And But you have to also work again. You're not taking care of yourself. This really is. And you can see why this list is um, very complimentary to itself because it just one leads to the other and one leads to the other. Yeah. Um, but uh, probably the last thing I want to touch on is one that I think it seems quite obvious, but I think it's one I've actually been very personally convicted of this year um, is that some people just don't freaking celebrate Christmas <laughs> for a variety of reasons. For a variety like, of reasons. There's all sorts of things. Like we we have this idea that Christmas is it is it is <laughs> everyone does Christmas, it, but that's not true. And you know there is that shift from and people get all fucking up in arms about it. There's that shift from saying like. Merry Christmas to saying Happy Holidays instead. Yeah. Right? And, and like people get all upset about it, but it's like, I don't see the big deal. Not everyone Mm. (laughs) celebrates Christmas. Like, it's fine. And I wouldn't want to force it. I am a Christian and Christmas is a big deal for religious reasons for me. I get it. It's a beautiful time. I'm at at my church probably way more than I ever thought I would be. It it, it is very important to me for those reasons, but I would never force that upon anyone else who doesn't believe that or enjoy that. So happy holidays to you because it costs me nothing and it changes nothing about my life and what I'm going to do. And so it's not even just religious reasons as well. It's just, like I said, they have they celebrate something else. They don't enjoy it. They don't believe it. Or right. it's not something they've ever done. And they have that right, right to just live their life. I had one of the most ignorant moments because we're all learning. Last year, we were getting together at, at a friend's house. It was like a life group kind of study thing. And she invited one of her neighbors, who's this beautiful woman from India. She's so hilarious and so funny. Um, a bomb cook. She's made this curry that still gives me life. And um, she's just really open about her life and her culture and what she does. And for me, I don't meet a lot of people who are from India and New Mexico. And so to me, I'm just, I'm, I'm taking everything in and she asks, answers all my ignorant questions. And this was like post-holiday time. And I hadn't seen her in forever. And I asked her, I'm like, oh my goodness, what'd you do for Christmas? And it went out of my mouth without even thinking it. And she goes, well, we don't really celebrate it. So we go to the movies, we hang out, we do this, we do that. <laughs> just like, And she handled it with so much grace. And to me, I'm just like, here I am just assuming, instead of saying, what'd you do over the winter break? Because our kids were all off because they all went to the same school. I would just felt like my goodness, Demika, your ignorance is showing and that assumption. And I, since then, I've just been a little bit more mindful of like, not everyone celebrates Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 
it's hard and it's hard in those moments to be like oh no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did i just say oh i just left my i'm mouth. such an idiot uh yeah. but, but you're not you're not an idiot right like these things happen and we're all growing we are and i was actually really appreciative of that moment which is why i even share it because it just left my mouth and she was just like well i don't really celebrate christmas do i it was just so you want to like she probably gets that so many times. And here's another person who's just so ignorant. And I asked her what she does and what they like to do. And our town actually does like a really huge kind of like um, massive festival. Uh, it's really, it's really interesting. And I've been really enjoying learning, but oh my goodness, definitely not the most enlightened Demika moment I've ever had. But that's so true. And I think it must be isolating. Do you think so? If you don't celebrate Christmas during this time mm, of year? I think it must be like... Just if you're within a community where a lot of people celebrate Christmas and everyone's like celebrating Christmas around you and it's just another day for you, like I think that could feel very isolating, mm. you know? Yeah, I just if it's just not like what do you even wear? It sounds I'm not being like judgy, but it's just it's everywhere and it's potent. Like here in England, they have Christmas jumper day and it's like a day that people recognize over the entire country. You wear a Christmas jumper, whether it be ugly or pretty or whatever it is. And it's like, if you're not in the thing, you just, you don't get to participate. In I'm that. into it. What day is it? Oh, dang it. I'll, I'll look it up this year for you. Tell me. I'll wear it. <laughs> I, I have one like Christmas sweater. It has skulls <laughs> on it, but I mean, it's like Christmassy. <laughs> my husband, I, I got him saying like, this is my Christmas sweater. And it's like skulls and like a raven or something like that. It's like, it's really cute. <laughs> But, the, but it's just a known day. And like it's a, the fact that we said, once again, it's everywhere. So the least you <laughs> that's why people calm down about saying Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays. Like, calm all the way down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think there's a lot of thought that like people who don't celebrate Christmas don't celebrate for religious reasons or, you know, they're Jewish or they're, you know, from another country and they don't celebrate it there or like cultural reasons. But like, yeah. those aren't the only reasons. Mm -hmm. Like anybody could just decide that they don't want to celebrate Christmas anymore. And that's fine. And we that's should still be sensitive is. to that. Like, mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to make it just, I think maybe acknowledge it and not be presumptuous. You know, if right. they don't want to participate or even especially if it's a friend like, hey, can we just hang out because I want to hang out? If you're not going to do a Christmas party, can we just hang out? Because I still want to include you in this time. Right. And you could still include them. You could still yeah. invite people who don't celebrate Christmas to your Christmas shit. That's mm -hmm. fine. They can exactly. always say no. Like, mm -hmm. don't say no for other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that a lot. Don't say no for other people. But I, I but once again, I think this is not like a you should be aware. It's just more create space and encourage and inquire and be allow yourself to kind of think outside of your own Christmassy bubble. Get outside the ornament. Mm, crack that bubble. It, it is hard. It, we do say a darker side of Christmas, but just. I would ask to have a little bit of compassion and empathy that people who might be struggling is a really opportunity. If you really love Christmas, then it's supposed to be a time where we do lend ourselves out to people a little bit more and a little bit easier and to be able to say, hey, we should be the person we always want to be at this time of year. If Christmas is the end all to be all to you, 
be that person who is generous and joyous for somebody else who can't be or who doesn't want to be. Just be there for them. And I would say be kind to yourself. Don't mm-hmm. hold yourself to that expectation of you have to be full of joy and merriment because of the time of year. Yeah, totally. Because it could be a struggle. I mean, if, if anyone has anything on these lists, like you're not alone. You really aren't. A lot of people are going through it and maybe they just don't feel like they can be vocal because of the time. Well, I can't say that I'm depressed or struggling or I'm actually, I'm broke and I it's really dampering my spirit. <laughs> it's okay. You're not alone. You're still a person even when this time of year changes. So uh, happy holidays, y'all. Mm, all of it. Uh, I don't, you can always wear an ugly sweater. And if anyone can explain what eggnog is to me, that would be great. It's eggs. <laughs> and nog. Yeah. Nutmeg. Lots of nutmeg. That's what Do makes you? good eggnog. Do you like eggnog? Here's the thing. <laughs> I <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I did not like eggnog for a long time because mm-hmm. my only experience with eggnog was like eggnog that you buy at the store. Nut carton. Yeah. My father-in-law makes eggnog from scratch and it is amazing. I'm into it. It is a diff- no, it's a different experience from scratch. I will agree with you. Same. Um I've never had a birthday party until one year for my 24th birthday. Someone did a Christmas in July birthday party for me, which speak that's actually funny how timely that is. So they they got out Christmas jumpers in July in New Mexico, which bless them. They got the Christmas tree out. They made they had to make eggnog because they're not selling it. And it was a completely different experience. It was beautiful. I'm like, is this what eggnog's supposed to taste like? Right? It's so much better. Wow. <laughs> it's like actually made rather yeah. than in a carton. I don't have to keep wondering what's in it. So I I completely agree with you for that. But yep, ugly sweaters, eggnog, all that jazz. Should we get mad festively? Yeah, let's let's get festive mad at the internet. <laughs> so so what are we mad about this week, Mika? Probably one of the most divisive things for the holiday. I do feel like this may be one of the most controversial things we ever have talked about on this show. Are you ready? <gasps> oh, lay it down. Christmas music. When <laughs> and when to play it. Yes. I All mean, right. we, we've kind of touched on it a little bit already. <laughs> yes. Danny, when do you think... Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say this is Danny and Demika get mad. It's the internet being mad at the internet. It's true. People like November first. People 1st, are pissed. People are mad. <laughs> November first. Y'all better not be playing that music yet. As I'm not been Thanksgiving yet. They get so. I can hear them. I can hear the accent right. through just being mad at the internet, say, saying it to the void of the universe. Who are you? What gives you any authority? I don't. Mm-hmm. When do you think is the appropriate time to play Christmas music? Um, on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hater. <laughs> <laughs> you know what camp you're in. I love it. <laughs> um, no, I joke. I don't really have a strong Christmas music feelings in public. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Christmas music in like August. Don't want to hear Christmas music before Halloween. Uh, November, I feel like it's kind of fair game. Mm, that was the right answer. <laughs> no, 
Okay, so because England, I think we've talked about it before, they don't have Thanksgiving, so they don't have a speed bump between like that being fall like the school the kids getting into school in christmas so Mm. no joke we have a garden center that has a bomb cafe and they have beautiful like a christmas display and they low-key will be like september 15th opening up our christmas display i'm like honey seriously and but it's a thing they don't really have anything in between so christmas does feel prolonged but i'm definitely a november 1st christmas music person and people get real mad about it yeah (laughs) be fair the flip side is like for a lot of people i think hearing christmas music in early november just causes them to stress out because they're like oh god christmas is coming oh my god all the things i have to do before the the holiday like Mm -hmm. i don't have any time so I kind of understand that. I do. I think in public places, it should be post Thanksgiving. I will give that in my own home. I do what I want. So this is the island of Dominica, the Republic of Miller or, or Brown. And it's like, it's, it's what we like. But I think in public, maybe post Thanksgiving would be more palpable and maybe mm. cause less panic. Yeah. But yeah, people, I mean, people like no, like we'll have surveys and debates and articles about when the proper time is to play Christmas music. I'm like, mm, we're still in a war, but by all means, let's be mad about Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" song. Oh, people hate that song. <laughs> people people have such strong feelings. It makes me like that song more, quite honestly. Oh, I'm, oh no, Mariah Carey owns a portion of Christmas. Like she by just- racial <laughs> unicorn, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Uh huh. She just owns a little section of Christmas herself. She is like the OG, like Christmas album woman of the 21st century. And I'm going to give it to her because she hustles and she's herself. Like, unapologetically herself. Yes. And I live like what she lived like. She just doesn't care. And I'm okay with that because she needs to be because this world's ridiculous. But people have very strong feelings. I, you know, my favorite thing about Mariah Carey's song is when they dub it over dance videos of like ravers or people who are like, <laughs> mosh- do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, like, yes. Yes, that is like one of my favorite videos is when they sync it up to like, obviously like, you know, a dance battle or people in a mosh pit and it syncs up perfectly. Have you seen, there is one, it was like a clip that they were using for like lots of music, but it's like just this group of like goth teenagers doing their weird goth dancing. <laughs> that is my favorite. Like there's like the guy with like the glow sticks living his life and parachute pants is everywhere. Right. It's my absolute favorite because it, it syncs up with it so perfectly. I, it's just I think I, may, I have to watch it again oh man I just yeah just thinking about that is bringing me so much joy like I know we're supposed to be mad but that's just like so much joy no and I because I, it works so perfectly and honestly because that's just like the people who are dancing up such a time I'm like that takes me back to a weird vein of high school to the 90s early 2000s it's a beautiful time but it's a uh, it's it's interesting people of the internet Y'all need to get mad at real things. Like, that's not a thing to get mad at, though. Yeah, people are mad, but they (laughs) should get over it. I saw a survey that talked about 17% of U.S. shoppers and 25% of British shoppers actively dislike Christmas music. (laughs) Actively? Actively. I don't know what it means, but I I love it. Does it make them more aggressively shop? Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. It's just like, ah. <laughs> but I can't, 
Yeah, exactly. Get in my damn cart. Like it's just actively <laughs> so good. I actually, I have a friend of mine, we had their family over and their boys and their boys like 11, 12. He was saying like, he doesn't like that all the Christmas stuff is coming out mm. early. And it's strange to hear a kid say it. And I'm like, he's suffering from you know, early onset Christmas <laughs> disease. <laughs> it's like that is the mom thought that was pretty funny i'm like that is the realest thing it's early early christmas onset disease people who don't like christmas stuff coming out early you've been diagnosed world. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine just take it take a sip of eggnog let it let it roll over you mm-hmm. exactly don't worry about what is actually in it just know that it's good for you <laughs> I know we're supposed to be mad, but this is kind of like bleeding into happiness. It is. So, so shall we? Yeah. Should we just, just be yeah, there already? Let's, let's jump into our happy places now. what's your happy place this week you know we've kind of been going over it and it might sound quite predictable but it's it's what it is it's what I have written down anyway it's a festive food <gasps> oh my god it's related to mine kind of but no. yeah really? but go ahead I am so, so here's we talked about consumer culture but I like already admitted that I'm already in it pretty thick I'm I will buy into the gimmick of festive food mm. Anything that's like Christmas version of this, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, of course, like I'm a New Mexican. So like I said, we have like our tamales and pozole. And I miss that so, so much. I make it myself. But like things like tamales need to be, they're, they're made to be made mm. together. Either you buy it from someone's tia out of a cooler right. or you make it all together. There's no in between. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> making by yourself is really labor intensive. But I... um here they're really about like hand pies like cornish pasties they're really big on that but during the holiday season they have like because their christmas dinner is like our thanksgiving dinner so it's like turkey and cranberry sauce and oh you put cranberry sauce on anything i'm i'm gonna eat it and i'm pretty sure you can take that out of context i don't (laughs) care because i stand by it (laughs) because i love cranberry sauce but seriously any holiday festive food i'm pretty much here Mm -hmm. for and it makes me really happy because it's kind of what you talked about one year about candy corn, yeah. how it's like it only comes out. Yeah, the seasonal about things are just yeah. so special. Oh, I love them. They really are. And you just want to hold on to it and you look forward to it. Oh, and I don't. Mm. Oh, I'm in a good place now. Danny, what, what's yours? I'm excited yeah, to Yeah, so mine's it. kind of related. It's not tied to the holiday necessarily, but tied to the season. So my happy place right now is soup. Yes, yes. How has that not been one of our happy places? I know, soup, soup. I love soup. I love when it's cold and you go home and you have just like a big old bowl of soup. It's so warm. Mm. It's the time of year to really be thinking about pozole. So, of course, that's that's on there. And it, it makes me think a lot of my grandfather who, who passed away um, a few years ago because he used to always make the pozole. So... 
I I think about him. But the soup I had in mind that wasn't pozole was my husband makes this incredible. We call it yellow soup, and and that's what we call Ooh. it. But it's a it's a soup made from red lentils, and so it's like super yellow, <gasps> like Ooh. crazy yellow, and so delicious and so hearty, and like just a a bowl of yellow soup and like a big old slice of bread. Ugh. Oh. Girl, lentils though. People need to get on that lentil Man, game. lentils are great. I mean, they're like, good. you know, as a as a vegetarian, like I need me some lentils. <laughs> but Yeah, you you do. Oh, that, that's pretty lentils are pretty healthy, Danny. You always say that you like you don't eat enough healthy, but lentils are pretty slimy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so pasole, lentil. Okay, you need one more. Like what's oh, top one three? more one top- more soup? Ooh, you mm-hmm. know, it was very easy. <laughs> it came to mind right away. I like <laughs> uh, potato leek. Ooh. I am so into potato leek. I mean, honorary mention to tomato mm-hmm. soup, but to me, tomato soup doesn't feel as seasonal because you can eat tomato soup anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. potato leek, I love potato leek. And here's like a a cute oh. story of me and my husband in high school. He used to sometimes bring these little soups for lunch, and it was the first time I ever tried a potato leek soup. As he used to get these little potato oh. leek soups, and then he would sometimes bring an extra one for lunch to oh. give to me. It was super sweet. Oh, we don't get enough love for the leeks. It makes that whole yeah. on soup. I mean, girl. and leeks are crazy. Like to see them fully grown, they're huge. Mm-hmm. They're massive. Leeks are mat. They're really big here. They eat a lot more leeks yeah. over here. My husband grows leeks, and you know, so we have our our potato leek that's like all homegrown, farm grown oh, <laughs> ingredients. So. When I get stateside, yes. I'm just letting yes, you know. of course, come over you know. anytime. Potato leek. Uh, we'll just potato leek binge watch some TV. Yes. Oh my Danny, will the world ever okay, everyone heard that I had this open invitation. <laughs> Two people who want to sit in silence. Yeah, like we don't have to talk to each other or acknowledge each other's presence. No, no. no. I'll just like soup here. Click. Exactly. Done. And that's how we're gonna like be friends I'm into for the it. rest of our I'm lives. So into I'm, it. So, I'm so excited. <laughs> that's amazing. My daughter's top three favorite food is chicken noodles. Oh, and I'm so proud. I love it. Yeah, I like I don't eat it anymore, but like my go-to sick food, my mom used to make this like chicken and rice soup. Oh, and like even still, like I haven't in a few years, but a few years ago, I was like really sick, and I was like, "Mom, <laughs> chicken and rice oh. soup, please." Oh, poor. That's how you know. I'll do a lemon chicken and orzo. Oh, I, I love love a soup. lemon chicken orzo. So good. Oh. All right, this is the Soup Podcast. If you're just joining us, welcome to Soupcast. <laughs> the topic of today, uh, grilling your vegetables before mm. you turn them into soup. Mm. Really unlocks the flavor. <laughs> oh, man, I could talk about soup all day. I'm into it. I'm actually like, I when this is done, I'm letting everybody know we're legit going to talk about soup after this <laughs> Soup is so great too. Make a huge pot of it, like freeze some of it, yes. and then you have like an easy it's dinner. So economical. Just there. Mm-hmm. So good for you. It's economical. You'll be really happy. 
Um, it's a great way to sneak in vegetables. Like seriously, this take it from the soup cast. We know what um, we're talking about. I know about. someone who's like super anti-soup. Wait, what? How can you be anti-soup? Yeah, he's listening. He knows who he is. He knows I'm judging him right now. It's cool. Oh, no. Do I know this person? Uh, you do know this person. Well, kind of. We're going to have a long talk. <laughs> I know, you know of, of this, this person. person. I'm just. I'm gonna hope I'm gonna bring healing. We're to not that even person. gonna speak his name because <laughs> this blasphemy has no place on Soupcast. Is this all gonna make it? To oh, the I hope so. <laughs> Every soupy moment. <laughs> Do you have a favorite well, soup wanna... spoon? <laughs> well, if you have a soup recipe you want to send to Danny and I for the holidays to combat consumerism yes. we will take <laughs> we will take holiday presents in the form of soup recipes soup <laughs> so you can send those to our email address you can send it to it i can't even finish it <laughs> it's true I, I you're right it's time to move on so if you want to send us yes. your soup recipes yes. you can yes. do so via email biracialunicorns yes. at gmail.com you can also send them to mm. instagram or facebook at biracial unicorns or you know retweet them to us at biracial magic yes because our twitter needs something interesting <laughs> it's and just fulfilling. gonna be a bunch like of soup. retweeted soup recipes. <laughs> soup recipes and that is our legacy <laughs> Is a legacy of soup. <laughs> Danny, for something talking about the dark side of Christmas, I, this has been amazing. You should thank our um, amazing cover artist of Deli Pop Art, who we now need to ask to make us in soup form. Oh, she's really into cooking. I bet she could do it. She's talented. Oh, my goodness. I would not put anything past that amazing, amazing young lady. We also want to give a big shout out to Joseph Scott for doing our intro and outro music. Both of these folks are incredibly talented. Find them, stalk them, love them. They are awesome. And we could not be more serious about the soup recipes. So do it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, y'all. Good luck. (laughs) If, If you're struggling, which a lot of us are, just, you know, trust yes. in the soup. You got this. Trust in the soup. You got it. And reach out. We always want to hear it. We're here not just for soup. We're also here in this weird kind of social media community. We, we really do. We honestly do have your back and you will get through it. And you are not You're alone. You're not alone. All right, y'all. We'll be back next week with a mini-sode on Christmas Eve. And, uh, and we'll be back in two weeks with a full episode. All right. Peace. Out.